Hello, everyone. You are listening to Impact 89 FM. My name is Ash, and today I'm joined by one of the hottest new artists in the Dublin rock scene, Cruel Sister. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm living the dream, you know. I had a chance to interview one of my personal favorite artists, and it's just an honor to be here. <laughs> right. So first things first, I know you released your recent EP, Turgid, about a little under a month ago. So yeah. how's the promotions like that been for you? It's been pretty good. Yeah, the reception's been great. Um, I got a really good review in NME, which I was absolutely delighted with. And yeah, it's just been, I've been hearing good things from people, which is, you know, always a good sign. Um, yeah, but I'm just really happy that it's finally out because it means that this piece of work is done and that like, I'm ready to start already going into more writing. And um, I'm also kind of preparing for my own show in Dublin, which is in less than two weeks. It's on November 3rd. Um, if anybody wants to fly over just for one night. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been good. I've been enjoying all the... I'm, I'm glad it's out there. I, I really am. Likewise, it's been one of my favorite releases of the year so far. And one thing I noticed about it is it's a bit of a sonic switch up from your previous EP, Girls My mm. Age. That was a bit more of like shoegaze post-rockish. And this one takes a little more inspiration from like the grunge scene. And was that yeah. sort of sonic switch intentional or yeah, just something absolutely. that Absolutely. Absolutely it was. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, when I started writing the songs, it wasn't that I was like, I want to do something different. It was more so that basically that is what I was interested in at the time. Like... Like when I started Kill Sister, like I was like, oh yeah, this will be a sort of shoegazy kind of project. I'm not limiting myself to it, but like that's kind of what I set out to kind of, kind of do. And then this past year and, and the year beforehand, I was listening to a lot of Sonic Youth, which, you know, anyone listening to the record would know. Um, And I was like, God, I really like, I started getting into making like much harsher noises and doing kind of more screaming vocals that kind of stuff so yeah it was just um it was basically what I was listening to at the time and then once I kind of assembled the tracks together I realized that there was a kind of consistent like said a sonic difference between that and girls my age like it's a lot darker you know thematically and you know aesthetically and sonically so yeah yeah, I can, I can definitely tell you had a lot of fun writing that because I can <laughs> definitely tell in the passion of some of the songs one yeah. of those that I can really tell is um, pull back, pull back. I can definitely tell yeah. that was one of those like Sonic Youth inspired ones. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, very cathartic when I was recording it as well. Like it was just a lot of screaming. You know, I had to go to somewhere that I knew I wouldn't get complaints from neighbors when I did. Yeah, I can definitely tell that might have been a bit of an issue <laughs> if you stuck to the bedroom recording scene. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, speaking of being in Dublin, I know Dublin has a very long history producing some really great rock acts, such as mm -hmm. U2, The Cranberries, and My Bloody Valentine. How has the scene really helped you like, to grow as an artist, in a sense? Oh, it's honestly, like, I feel like I couldn't have picked a better time to start doing Cruel Sister, because I've been doing, I've always been, like, doing little music bits, but, like, I've only start, I started doing Cruel Sister a little over two years ago. And like, I found that as like during that time, like 
kind of rock shoegazy and kind of noise music like maybe I was only noticing because I was part of it but like it's a really kind of exciting time to be a musician in Dublin right now I feel because like so many of like my really good friends are also musicians like because the scene like in Dublin is so like it is kind of small it's very tight-knit but everyone's so supportive of each other and like it's just there's so much amazing music coming out at the moment like um the band you should check out that are also good friends of mine is like search results um cable uh and hot girl like they're so good clay pigeon shooting as well um just just to name a few like people that i also love the music of and that i know well like it's just there's a lot of really cool stuff coming out and like more to come so it's a really really exciting time I can definitely imagine all of those artists that you mentioned I've listened to before and they're all just really Have awesome you? groups. They're so great. Yeah. Like, so I, yeah, fantastic. Um, and then on a similar front, like I'm sure with all the support that you guys have in such a tight knit community, it's really reaffirming as an artist, I can imagine. Yeah, it's good. Cause like, I know it is, there's a common understanding, I guess, of like, you know, the kind of broke artist struggle I guess so when you're kind of in that scene like like I said there's a lot of support there you know like people you know people turn up to your gigs you know because not only are they your friends but they like your music and yeah I don't know it's just it's just nice it's just really wholesome I guess because you know we're we all kind of are sympathetic to the kind of struggle you know you know I do music full-time not that that's a money-making avenue for me at the moment, but I'm hoping it will. But, um, you know, so, you know, but I was working a part-time job. There's lots of people who are still working jobs. So there's a shared kind of uh, camaraderie, I guess, about the whole kind of artist plight of trying to make it work. But, you know, there's a great understanding that comes with that, I suppose, as well. I definitely can imagine that. I mean, having that supportive, like, betting behind you is always really, really great mm. to have. Uh, yeah, and then um, just because I know the sounds uh, of Turgid and Girls My Age are so wildly different, has the promotional cycle for both of those been different as well? Mostly on my end, I guess. Um, the kind of way I would like post about it and stuff would be a little bit different. And um, I think this time around, especially with Turgid, um, I kind of got a lot more into the visuals than I did with girls like I mean I was very much like from a from an artist point of view because I did I was going to do animation before I decided to do music in college I, I did I have a degree in music production and um, so and that's kind of what I was going to do all my life I was drawing 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 um but basically this time around especially like you'll probably notice with the cover art is that I was able to incorporate like my skills as a visual artist into the kind of campaign of Turgid a lot more. Um, I made the canvases except for hands, but um, like, so yeah, I feel, and I feel like with Turgid, I kind of had a much kind of clearer idea of like the aesthetics in general, like with girls my age, I kind of had a, I think because the releases were much, much further spaced apart. Like, you know, I think my forever was released almost God, I'm going to say a year before the EP came out, maybe even more, maybe, maybe, or I, I don't know. I, I'm really bad with dates, but like, because there was such a space between releases and um, 
the ideas behind the EP and the promotion and the visuals that kept changing. But with Turgid, I just really wanted that kind of like grungy kind of no wave aesthetic. So from a like an aesthetic point of view, for sure. And like, it is really hard, like, you know, doing your own promotion as well sometimes because like you really gotta like put yourself out there. Um, I have a great team behind me. I have a great PR team. I have a manager and an agent who are all really, really helpful. And of course the label. Um, but you know, again, there's you still there's still some work that needs to be done in your end, basically, to kind of be like, hey guys, we listen to my music. But with Turgid, like I found that I was like way more confident in the promotion than I was with like girls my age, because I was much more like, oh guys, by the way, and now I'm like, listen to my music, listen to it right now. So I know I guess I've become a lot more unapologetic about like pushing my putting my music out there, I guess. I mean, that's always something great to have, you know, mm. you know, the the sort of image that you want to present now and you're really getting it out there. Mm. Um, then another thing that I've seen out there quite a bit is your stage name is taken from the murder ballad, the Twa sisters. Yeah. Um, what what sort of impact did, did that specific murder ballad have on your image as an artist? Yeah. So basically, um the so the actual cruel sister is the name of an album slash song by uh this band called pentangle and um, my parents got me into it we listened to their cds in the car quite a bit and i they yeah i just listen i would listen to their songs loads of times they're like these folk english like folk jazz bands and they do like originals and then they also do like covers of like really really old ballads like and the twa sisters slash cruel sister was one of those so they did their own rendition of that and I don't know I just loved how dark and dramatic it was and I like that kind of idea of like two you know a kind of two sisters one's like the evil one and one's like the good one and like you know they both want the same guy but you know he only loves one of them so she kills them I don't know I just love stories that are really kind of dark you know, and emotional and dramatic like that, you know, and just just that kind of folklore and mythology. I'm just, I'm all about that stuff. So, yeah. Really, yeah. So that, the sort of dramatic, uh, sort of imagery of that ballad really, really kind of shows up in the sort of songs that you do, like, especially, mm. like, I can definitely, like, too much pullback, like, all of those with the really dramatic storylines and harsh mm. sounds, definitely definitely can see that inspiration there yeah for sure like I don't know I find with uh my music is that it really depends on what I'm writing but I do like to tell a story sometimes even if the story is you know from my own life and I like kind of making sort of dramatic extreme visuals with my lyrics you know I don't know it's like I'm a very visual person so like I try to like illustrate as best as possible with the lyrics when I'm writing basically. So there's definitely some influence there from all that kind of like those, that music I consumed when I was really young. And then just like, you know, all the media as well that I just love in general, like anime, Chihiro, you know, I wrote a song all about a Studio Ghibli movie. So like all these things just kind of like color what I make as an artist. And, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I feel like as a musician, I'm def I'm a musician that appreciates other art a lot. And so very often I'll like incorporate that into whatever I'm making at the time. So yeah. Definitely. Like I'm as you mentioned, Chihiro, all about spirited away. Mm. Uh, 
and all of that sort of stuff. So the appreciative shade, ugh, the appreciation of other media is really mm. important to you. Um, and then just one final question. Um, mm-hmm. Since you now have Turgid out in the world, do you have any idea where the what the next um, sort of EP or album from you is going to sound like, or is oh, that something man. a bit further in the future? Like I'm right, I'm writing at the moment, so it, I mean, I'm in that really nice period where basically there's not as much pressure because you know the EP just came out, so I'm still kind of figuring out what my interests are. But there's no kind of concise. I guess idea or like theme or sound that I'm necessarily going for but I I don't know it's the way I see it is that when it comes to writing songs these songs kind of already exist and I just kind of got to pluck them from my consciousness and just keep whittling them down until like I'm like that's it they're ready so I guess I'm just kind of like wandering through my own mind at the moment and like harvesting all the music that already exists for the next thing whether it be an album or an ep or whatever but you know i you know i'm listening to lots of different music and i just go oh i'd love to make something like that but also i'd like to make something like that so honestly it could be anything but it's it's coming <laughs> i can't say when but i i don't because i don't know when that is but um i'm just creating and i'm just gonna let myself go full force into it and just not put any like restraints on what it could be or limit myself to what the next cruel sister thing could be basically so yeah all right glad, glad to hear that so once mm-hmm. again this has been ash with cruel sister here on impact 89 fm definitely recommend checking out turgid as soon as you can it is one of my as i mentioned one of my favorite releases of the year and you will definitely not be disappointed if you're into <laughs> that sort of sonic youth type sound and what And once again, thank you so much for joining me today, Faith. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Ash.